And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with Miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Money Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the astonishing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a true crime case solved by our FBI on gangbusters from 1948. But it's time now for Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The Music Edition. Lisa will play clips from popular songs and provide a statement about each song. And my job is to guess if that statement is real or ridiculous while you play along at home. And a couple of weeks ago, I won a pizza. You did. Still waiting for it? So I got them all right. You did. That's hard to do. There's like five of them, right? Um, there's there's four here oh, today. Oh, four. Okay. And we're maybe I'll be... win a second pizza. Yeah, maybe. You better be hungry. And uh, this is all popular television theme songs. So okay. So let's see. I'll show you how it works. Let's right. play the first theme song. Oh, that's Mash. Right. So this is from television series MASH. It's called Suicide is Painless by Johnny Mandel. Okay. Okay. Here's your statement. This this theme was used uh, with Marilyn Manson, who covered this in 2000 as the theme for the movie Paranormal Activity. Real or ridiculous? Hmm. Hmm. Um, it sounds real, but you're so tricky. All right, I'll just say real, because I think it's real. All right, so let's play the clip and see what it is. So this is the rendition of Suicide is Painless, but it was used for the Blair Witch Project, not Paranormal Activity. Yeah, see, see how tricky she is. So, yeah. so it's Marilyn Manson. Right? It is Marilyn so, Manson. See, it was actually tricky. the sequel for so the tricky. Blair Witch Project. So tricky. But listen to the difference. Well, Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> well, this isn't Marilyn Monroe singing. No, it's it Marilyn definitely Manson. is not. Well, you know, he's a little out there. All right, yep. so I got it wrong. <laughs> you did. Well, now I can breathe because yeah, I won't I'm, owe I'm you two pizza. pizzas. Right. This next one I think you're going to know. So let's play the next song. Yeah, that's Joe Cocker. So this is The Wonder Years. Right. Remember the show The Wonder Years? This is Joe, the Joe Cocker called With a Little Help from My Friends. Who sings better, me or him? I couldn't say. Sing you a song. 
I have no opinion on that at all. Help from my friends. All I need is my this guy is so great. So good. And just such a great theme song. I know. You know? I agree. So here's your statement. All right. Ready? John Lennon and Paul McCartney wrote this song. Hmm. They wrote it? I don't know. I'm asking you. Um, I can't give you that answer. It's either real or ridiculous. <laughs> so you got a 50-50 here. Ridiculous. Okay, so let's play it. What would you think if I sang out it too? They did write it. So the Beatles recorded it a year earlier and released it on their 1967 album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Well, I knew that, but... Well, and I know you did, but I didn't know they both it. wrote it. Exactly. That's, uh, that's why so you I have me another to one? educate you. <laughs> oh, gosh. I hate losing. <laughs> I thought you were saying you puts hate me. me. I thought you were saying I a, hate you. Puts me in a bad mood. Oh, darn. <laughs> You still have and a you couple more to me, go. You don't want me in a bad no, mood. No, I don't. I've seen you that way, and I'm not interested in being with you at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have my own car here, but there is always oh Uber. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. All right. Good song. All right. All right, here's the next song. Moving on. Love. Exciting and new. Exciting and new. So this, this is, is the, the Love Boat, boat theme by Jack Jones. Yep, Jack Jones. We're expecting you. Jack Jones. That's a tough name, you know. My name is Jack Jones. Get out of my way. <laughs> you know? It's, you could say that. My name is Carl Amari. No, Get out of my it's, way. It's not. It sounds yeah. like an appetizer. Yes, it does. You know? Nobody's ever said that to you, have they? <laughs> but like Jack Jones, I mean, come on. It's like sounds like a boxer or something. And Jack Jones is a left and then a right by Jack Jones. And it's a knockout by or, Jack Jones. Or it could be somebody who wrote the Love Boat theme, you know. Okay. All right, here's your statement. A version recorded by Dion Warwick was used for the last season of the show. Um really? I don't know, Carl. I'll I'm say, asking you. I'll say real. Okay, let's play it. Let's see. It's Dionne Warwick. You yes. got one. Did you oh, know that? No. I didn't Took a either. Guess. Right. Either. Not either. Either. No, I'm either. I'm fancy that either. way. So that's Dionne Warwick. I would say and, uh, 77% of people say either, not either. Well, I'm You're different, just being Carl. fancy. Yeah, that's right. I'm different and I'm fancy. You are different. I know. That's for sure. Good to be different, Carl. You are different. I don't blend in. No. <laughs> I use both depending on the context. Ah, either, either. Yes. And neither and neither. And if you're wondering who that is, folks, that's Bubble Bath himself, Mike <laughs> Bubble Bath Costella. Drawing myself off right now. <laughs> Over in the studio, we have a little corner. All right. Use that baby powder. There's some baby powder in there. Use that. We've got one more song to okay. go. Here it is. Everywhere. This is uh, Full House. 
Full House, Everywhere You Look by Jesse Frederick. Everywhere you look. Very memorable tune. Right. I remember okay. this show. All right. Here's your statement. A new version was recorded with Selena Gomez for Fuller House. Yeah, that's that's real. Let's listen. It would be real if it was Selena Gomez, but it's Carly Rae Jepsen. That's so So you got tricky. one out of four. Well, at least I You're don't owe you You got pizza. one or you'd owe me a pizza, and that would sort of make it even. So Darn I it. I, I missed three out you of four? You did. You did. You got one right, though. So I missed three out of 25%, four. That's 25%, Carl. I'm using good. my math skills. 25%? And that's pretty impressive for you. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, at least hey, I don't owe you a pizza. That's true. You still owe me a pizza. Yeah, but you don't get bragging rights on this one. All right. Gangbusters, true crime case coming up next. Thanks, Lisa. Sure. We'll be right back. So everybody together. Hey. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Before we tune into Gangbusters, I want to remind everyone that you can listen to our podcast. It's called Radio Rarities. Just go wherever you would listen to podcasts. iHeart, Acast, Spotify, Google, Apple, iTunes, or just uh, go to your computer and search it. Just uh, type in Radio Rarities. It'll pop up. And every single week, Lisa and I host a podcast called Radio Rarities, where we take a very rare radio show and break it all down, explain um, its origins and what happened and who was the star and why it's rare, why it's unique, and then we play it for you. I think you'd love it. It's called Radio Rarities, and we want you to check it out. It's free to listen to it anywhere podcasts are heard. So check it out ASAP if you can. All right, Gangbusters uh, was a government drama. It was created by Phillips H. Lord in 1935, and it was known as the only national program that brings you authentic police case histories. And uh, these were dramatized by, um, you know, the producers, but they were FBI-closed cases, just like Dragnet did Mm -hmm. with the LAPD. And uh, the bureau director, J. Edgar Hoover, allowed it to happen. He was all about this show. He was okay with it because they really, you know, uh, cast a very uh, favorable light on the FBI in this program. And each show opened up with a barrage of loud sound effects and shrill police whistles and convicts marching and police sirens. It was known as the most uh, the loudest show on radio. You'll hear that. When we play this uh, this episode, this particular program was from June 19, 1948. It's called The Case of the Tennessee Triggerman, and it is a true crime case. So let's tune this in. Part one now of Gangbusters. Now, Gangbusters, presented in cooperation with police and federal law enforcement departments throughout the United States. The only national program that brings you authentic police case history. trigger men who are skilled at kidnapping and bank robbery but who found their secret exposed by the glove compartment 
of a getaway car. Gangbusters has asked the Honorable Garner Robinson, Sheriff of Davidson County, Tennessee, to narrate by proxy tonight's case. Sheriff Robinson, before we begin tonight's case, I think the Gangbusters audience would like to know that later in the program, we will hear from the Des Moines young woman who recognized a dangerous fugitive from the description given on a Gangbusters clue and was responsible for his apprehension. I'm anxious to hear myself, Don Gardner. You know, the alertness of Gangbusters listeners in helping apprehend these fugitives is really amazing. It's a tremendous help to us law enforcement officers. Thank you, Sheriff Robinson. Now, I know that the Gangbusters case tonight involves a problem on which police officials must make frequent and difficult decisions. Well, how does tonight's case relate to this problem, Sheriff Robinson? According to our records, Don, the first pertinent event occurred early this year in the city of Flint, Michigan. About 10 o'clock one evening, a young woman opened the door to the hillside cafe, a bar. She stepped inside, closed the door, and looked around. After a moment, she walked through the crowd to a table in the corner where another woman, a few years older, sat alone. Hello, Stella. Oh, you got your bag packed? No. Not yet, Stella. Well, don't stand there. Sit down. You want something to drink? Stella, what do you think? About what? About going. Give me a chance to get out of this town and I'm going. There's nothing here for me but misery. Well, I'm not so happy myself, you know. But your bag isn't packed. Uh, it's different with you. You've known Andy Moats a long time. You know the kind of fellow he is and everything. I haven't been out with Chuck, but only once. He thinks enough of you to ask you along, doesn't he? Sure, but... What's the matter? Don't you like him? He looks all right to me. Oh, I like him, I guess. I'm afraid... Afraid of what? Get wise to yourself, honey. You never get any place being afraid. Okay, here's your chance. Supposing he doesn't work like we wanted to. Then we'll come back. What do we got to lose? Sure, you can say that. But if I leave, I've got to stay away. Worse than ever when I came back. You know something? Chuck's sort of a funny guy. I never noticed. I didn't like him at first. He looked so mean. He turned out all right, didn't he? Sure. But he still looks mean. Like it wouldn't take much to make him mad. I don't think you have to worry. Oh, gee. I'd sure like to go. Then why don't you? What are you debating? All right. All right, I will. Now you're thinking straight. Go on home and get packed. I'll call the boys and tell them we're ready. Uh, telephone, Chuck. Well, go on, answer. Look closer. Go on, will you? Yeah. Every time I sit down... Hello, this is the barber shop. You never stayed at a hotel with a barber shop. I'm looking forward to the day. Who is it? It's Stella. Hiya, baby. Chuck's there, huh? Yeah. How'd you make out? She'll go along. Okay, that solves everything. What'd she say, Moats? Lucy going with us? Just a second, Stella. Yeah, Lucy's going. Stella says so. Okay, make it snappy. We've got work to do. Yeah. Hello, Stella. I gotta make it snappy. Hey, look, I'm telling you right now, honey, I don't like the idea. Mm, who does? If it don't work, it's no skin off my back. It'll be okay, baby. Yeah, well, I'm going now to get Lucy. Where do we meet you? Just a second. Hey, Chuck, she wants to know where to meet us. 
Tell her to get the black sedan off the lot. Get the black sedan off the lot, baby. Yeah. Drive out the old hollow road, wait at the spot I showed her. Drive out the old hollow road and wait at the spot Chuck showed you. Okay, what time? What time, Chuck? Uh, between midnight and a quarter after. Between midnight and a quarter after, baby. All right. We'll all be there. The sedan and Lucy and Lucy's nursemaid. Oh, babe. Come on, will you? We gotta go, Still, I'll see you. So long. Come on, let's get moving. Uh, just a second, Chuck. Stella don't like the idea of Lucy. Well, that makes us even. I don't like the idea of Stella. Oh, Chuck, how can you say that? She's my baby. I leave her here. It's like cutting off my pitching arm. Look, we made a bargain. No Lucy, no Stella. Well, at least Stella is wise. She knows what's going on. She knows what we're after. But this Lucy's liable to be a problem. Then she'll be my problem. Come on. The guy closes the store in 20 minutes. Wait a minute, will you? When she starts asking questions, what are you going to say? What are you going to tell her? You're a traveling salesman or something? I'm not going to say a thing, and neither are you, and neither is Stella. We stick up this guy tonight, we throw him into the car, we take him along till we meet the girls, then we dump him. Let Lucy think what she wants. But the first crack out of you, or out of Stella, and the whole deal's off. Is that straight? Why do you need a dang Is it straight? Yeah, it's straight. Okay. Well, let's go out and make some traveling expenses. Stella, they said a little after midnight. Hmm? How much after midnight is it? Are you sure they said the old hollow road here? They'll be along, Lucy. Don't worry. You want some music? These new models got good radios. No. I'd hate to have to go home now. I told you they'd be here. Well, I hope so. You have any idea where we're going? I don't know. South, I guess. Why? What difference does it make? We're going. This is a funny place for them to meet us. What's the matter with back in town? Hey, look, honey, let's get something settled. If you're going to be a question box this whole trip, we got to come to an understanding right now. Oh, I'm sorry, Stella. It's just that I'm kind of... Wait, wait. Car. Is it them? I think so. Yeah. It's them. Who's that other man in the car with them? I don't know, honey. And I wouldn't ask. Why not? There you go with the questions again. Here's Chuck. Mac, glad to see him. I am glad. Hello, girls. Hello, Chuck. Well, sweetheart, you all set to travel? Sure, I guess so. Go on, Lucy. We'll ride in the back. Motes will drive. All right, Chuck. The suitcases are in the trunk, Chuck. Good. Well, that hmm. guy will keep for a while, Chuck. Get in and drive. Okay. You're going to like this South, Lucy. I sure hope so. I'm going to show you the best time you ever had in your life. Yep. We're off. Yeah? To a bigger and fuller life. Chuck. Yeah, kiddo? Who was that other man? What other man? You know, in the car you came in. <laughs> You're a little bit mixed up, Lucy. That wasn't no other man. Oh, but Chuck, I saw him with my... Okay. I hear we might as well start off right. I'm going to give you a little pocket money so you won't have to run to me for knickknacks. Oh, gee, thanks, Chuck. Well, look at it close. Oh, it's a hundred dollars. <laughs> and all in one piece. Oh, gee, I never saw a hundred dollar bill before. Except in the movies. And they're not real. Thanks, Chuck. Oh, what do I get for it? A kiss, you mean? Yeah, I mean. All right. Sure. We're off to a great start, kiddo. 
I like you around. Just stay like you are and you can be around for a long time. I got big plans. In business, you mean? Yeah, kiddo. In business. Awful big plans. So, Don, after obtaining $2,000 in this midnight robbery in Flint, Michigan, Chuck Craig, Andy Moats, and their women companions headed south. The criminals anticipated new crimes, and the women looked forward to the adventure of travel. But all was soon to learn that a car racing bullets is anything but adventure. Yeah, so don't do the crime, Lisa. Unless you're going to do the time. Yeah, you can't do the time. You <laughs> know, you used like to that. say that all the time. Beretta, remember? Beretta, yeah. I, yeah, Tony Blake. I, mean, I used I to the, love that show. the bird on his shoulder, oh, right? Oh, God. It but was, I didn't like that show. That was my favorite show really? of all time. I didn't like at it. At that time. I didn't like it. <laughs> Wait, it was my favorite show of all time at that time. Yeah, I wasn't Does that make any that sense? One. I don't it think does. so. Because, like, my favorite show of all time is, is Batman. And then second favorite show of all time is Wild Wild West. Really? And then after that? Beretta. Oh, we're different. Loved Beretta. <laughs> we, you and I, very different. Yeah, that cockapoo, the, whatever. The, no, cockatoo. No, cockapoo, cockatoo. A cockapoo is a dog. Yeah, cockatoo. Yeah, that's not whatever. Right. Whatever that kind big of, bird with a big white bird. Big white bird on his shoulder. He would say, "Don't do the crime if you right. can't do the time." That's right. We're listening to Gangbusters, a true crime case, the case of the Tennessee Trigger Men. And we'll get back to it. Uh, it stars Ted DeCorsia and Susan Douglas. Good show. Produced by the great Phillips H. Lord. More of Gangbusters after this. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, before we get back to Gangbusters... What did we order from Mies Meals, oh. the greatest delivery service in the in the world? You greatest know what? delivery for gourmet food on the planet. Gourmet, healthy, oh, yeah. good, down to earth home cooking. Yeah. So there were so many good choices this week; it was actually hard to decide. Yeah. So Carl chose. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably not going to say this right. All right, well, let's start. It's a Korean dish. It is. So, I'm sorry. I'm looking for it. Okay, so we've got Mike chose the espresso rub steak with au gratin sweet potatoes. I kind of thought he was going to do that. I kind of. Okay. 
I had a feeling he was going to go with that. You got a feeling? Ooh, yeah. ooh, that tonight's going to be a good night. <laughs> um, Carl chose Korean beef bulgogi, mm-hmm. which is super delicious. It says grilled steak served up on fresh lettuce rolls with rice, stir-fried carrots, and cabbage. Yeah, I've and had it's that. Got it's got peanuts really and good. basil and green onions and mm-hmm. the bulgogi sauce. Yeah. It's Mies magic. It's outstanding. I, on the other hand, chose Italian toasted gnocchi, mm-hmm. and it includes um, tomato and herb sauce with sautéed spinach and shaved Parmesan. That I'm, sounds really good. It I'm, does, I'm actually. I'm hungry right I, now. I made that once. You actually cook the gnocchi in the oven so it gets brown and toasty. I it's wish delicious. I had some Mies meals right now. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. You know? I am too. And they have some great desserts on here. Oh. I have to tell you, if I was going to choose a dessert, yeah. I, I was that thinking chocolate, about it. It's chocolate. the molten chocolate yeah. cake. It's that's awesome. Dark rich chocolate cake with chocolate fudge and it's filled with this dark chocolate ganache lava and you heat it up and it just Oh, I it's know. something I had, else. I, I had, had it once too. It's so good. You really should add that in there. But <laughs> folks, here's the thing. Mies Meals, they're one of our our very loyal sponsors. They've been with us for a long time, and they have an incredible offer for our listeners. You know, all of our sponsors are so generous. And here's the deal. You go to Mies Meals, M-E-E-Z Meals.com. Go to their website. Check out all of the amazing items they have, and they ship these almost to anywhere in the United States. I mean, there are some areas that it doesn't, they don't ship to. Primarily anywhere in the United States, you can get Mies Meals. And the first time you order, you get 50% off as a special promotion by using promo code CARL at checkout. So Mies Meals, they send it right to your door. It takes about 15 minutes to cook it. They send you a recipe card, all of the ingredients. It's all washed and prepped and chopped and sent to you in little baggies. It's super clean. Super awesome. They have it all figured out. They know exactly how to do it. And everything you need is in that um, that that serving that they send to you. And you can get three, four, five, however many servings you want. And it's right to your door, 15 to 20 minutes. Cook it. Have a gourmet deal, uh, gourmet meal on your table. And you get to choose from new and interesting recipes every single week. And they're the best ingredients. There's lots of vegetables and interesting flavor combinations. And with Mies Meals, it's so simple to make a really great dinner for your family. Yep, that's the magic of Mies Meals. Go to Mies, M-E-E-Z, Meals.com. Make sure you use the promo code CARL at checkout. Save 50% the first time you order. And um, keep ordering because you're going to love it. I, we get we get it every single week. Lisa, me, I really look forward and to it Mike, every we, Monday. Every single week we get we get our Mies meals. I uh, hope you will try it. They're one of our uh, they're one of our main sponsors here on Hollywood 360. They're bringing you this show, so uh, show them you appreciate them. Check out MiesMeals.com. Use promo code Carl at checkout. Right, we're listening to uh, Gangbusters. I almost said Gunsmoke. I heard that coming. Gangbusters, June 19, 1948. The case of the Tennessee Trigger Men. Here's the conclusion. Now back to Gangbusters. You were telling us, Sheriff Robinson, that the criminals Chuck Craig and Andrew Motes pulled a $2,000 robbery in Flint, Michigan, then headed south in the company of the young women Stella and Lucy. That's right, Don. They drove leisurely through Indiana and Kentucky, carefully looking for hold-up victims. 
Finally, they arrived in Nashville, Tennessee, where one night the two couples went dancing at one of the largest nightclubs in the South. For Craig and Moats, the nightclubbing was not entirely for pleasure. They were looking the place over with a view toward staging a robbery there later. At the moment, the band had just finished a set of numbers. Waiting for Chuck and Lucy to return from the dance floor, Moats and Stella sat at their table. All right. So I'm complaining. What do you expect me to do? Ah, Stella, cut it out, will you? Oh, what does he think she is, a little angel or something? Lucy can't know this. Don't let Lucy find out that. You ask me, she knows more than the three of us put together, and she's just smart enough to make herself the center of the show. Look, there's only one thing to worry about. As long as she sticks around, Chuck says you can too. You gotta just... Okay, here they come. Hey, aren't you two dancing? No, honey. I don't get any pleasure out of having this ox walk all over me. Who's an ox? Did you get a chance to look around the place, Mouse? What kind of a chance? How long have we been here? We just spot, uh... Yeah, he's over at the bar. Good. Uh, look, uh, why don't you two girls go powder your nose, huh? Sure. Come on, Lucy. Oh, gee, I want to finish my drink. Come on, honey. Let's powder our nose. All right. We'll be back right away. Okay, Moats. See if you can catch the guy's eye. Yeah. Yeah, he got it. He's coming over. How much do you think we can get out of this joint, Moats? Chuck, look. What? Well, don't you think this Lucy business is going far enough? What do you mean, far enough? I mean, neither she's with us or she ain't. I can't go peeking around corners to see if she's there before I open my mouth. I like it the way it is. Yeah, but why tie ourselves down? Stella says she's... Who cares what Stella says? What are you seeing, this Lucy? She's a blank. All right, she's a blank, but she's okay for me. I like him that way. Quiet, here he is. Hi, fellas. What's doing? Anything? Now, sit down, Monty. Oh, yeah, thanks. I didn't want to come over with the dames here. Well, uh, what about it? Nothing about it. I've been scouting around, see? I know this Nashville town... Know a lot of people. All right, so you know a lot of people. What about this joint? Steer clear of it. It's a bum deal. It'd be a cinch. You see, you ask my advice and you know everything. What's the matter with this place, Monty? Joint's always full of cops, city guys, deputies, you know. Lots of them come in for a good time when they're off. It's loaded with cops right now. Yeah? You'd never make it. Never in a million years. Okay. And they won't even try. Mm, smart, smart. We're running kind of low, Chuck. How about a bank? You got anything against banks? Mm, looks good. We're interested. This one, you got no trouble. Mm, if it's no trouble, there's no dough. Plenty, plenty of dough. Come here. Yeah. Goodlitzville. You ever hear Goodlitzville? No. Oh, where's that? Not far in the county. The bank there. Cinch, believe me, a cinch. I don't believe in cinches. Four people tops. That's all you got to worry about. Four people. A oh, burglary alarm, yeah. One of them kind that rings downtown. Gives you plenty of time. You can handle a bank like that. Oh. We'll look it over. Ten percent for the finger. Ten percent. A deal. Well, I got to go. I got a date. Okay. Well, uh, look it over, huh? Look it over. We will, Monty. I'm seeing you around. How long do you have to be in a racket before you get that way? Don't worry about him. He knows this town. He's a handy guy to have around. Yeah, but what about this bank, Chuck? 
No banks are set up. Well, it sounds pretty good. If it looks as good as it sounds, we make it. Hello, to get it. Yeah, can't you fix the car after breakfast? The table's all set. Yeah, we might as well wait for Maud. She'll be back any second. Oh, gee, I hope so. I'm stuck. <sighs> well, guess I'll go back in the cabin and tell Stella. Uh, wait a minute, Lucy. Yeah? Uh, go look in the glove compartment. You'll find another pair of pliers. Get them for me, will you, honey? Sure. Hey, where did Maud go? He had something to do. So early? Uh, this glove compartment? Is there another one? Well, I want to be sure. You want... Well, bring me the pliers. I'm waiting. I can't, Chuck. What do you mean, you can't? I didn't know there were guns in there. I'm afraid to touch those guns. (laughs) Guns won't bite you. What do you need them for? I didn't know you had any guns. We do a lot of traveling, baby. We gotta have them for protection. Oh. Now, you just forget about those guns. Oh, there's Mouts. Whose car's that? Where'd he get it? Well, he uh, borrowed it from a friend in town. Uh, we got important business dates this morning. We need two cars. Oh. Now, you go on in and tell Stella we'll be ready for breakfast in a minute. Well, how do you like the new boss, Neat, huh? Hi, Lucy. Morning. Well, I'll tell Stella you're about ready. What's eating her? Nothing. Skip it. Don't you have any trouble? Hmm, kind of trouble. The garage door was open, the keys were in the ignition. I walked in and drove it away. Okay. You know, Chuck, that burglar alarm in this job's got me worried. Oh, let him hit the alarm. There won't be a cop closer than five minutes away. We can be out of there in two minutes flat. But remember, the bank's going to be no cinch for the two of us to handle. we got to be on our toes from the second we pull up to the time we drive away. Come on, let's go and have a bite. That's for me. I always work better on a full stomach. Yeah, they need plenty. We've got a plenty of a job on our hands. Here goes, pal. No customers, great. Okay, everybody stay where you are. It's a heist. Shut up and you'll be okay. I don't want a word out of any of you. Keep quiet. Here comes a couple of customers, I think. Dames. Freedom. Okay, girls, keep quiet. Quiet. Come in and shut the door. I'll walk over there with the rest of them. Go on, walk, will you? That's the way. Keep it up and you won't get hurt. Get them all in the closet. I'll get the dough. All right. And fast. I think they touched off the alarm. Go on, walk, you two. Come on, all of you. Get over there. Get over there. Go on, in the closet. Get in there. Come on, you guys. Make it snappy. Now, look in here. Get in there. Don't go. You two, you two. Go on. Now, all of you, keep quiet, or you'll see what's inside of a gun. We're all in, pal. Okay. How's it take? Good. Watch out, I'm coming over the rail. Come in. All right, let's get out of here. Take your time, walk to the car. They turn the alarm button, it'll be okay. Hold it at the door. Looks all right on the street. Okay, open up. Much obliged, bank. Walk to the car. Looks like we're gonna make it. Go on, get it started. How much dough, Bob? Get it moving. Getting it? 
listen. Cops, move. Cops, closer than five minutes, you right. say. They're gonna try to cut us off. I'll fix them. Hey, they're shooting back. Move. Drive when you drive. Attention, all points. Description, Goodlettsville bank robbery getaway car. 1946 Pontiac sedan, painted light blue. Tennessee license plates, last three numbers, 105. 105. Be on alert for this car and occupants. Two bank robbers carrying more than $7,000 in cash loot. Last seen headed toward Nashville on Dickerson Road, where bandits may abandon car. Beautiful, it was beautiful. Don't get so happy. We're not ten minutes away yet. Got a long way to go before we're out of trouble. Now look. Drop this car a couple of miles from the camp. We walk over, pick up the girls, and we're on our way. With all that dough, oh, brother. Hey, what's the matter? I don't know. Well, I got an idea. Yeah, look at the gas gauge. It was full when we started. I put in 14 gallons. Well, one of those shots must have hit the tank. Yeah. Hey, how about it? We can't stay here on the road. We're like sitting ducks. No. Come on. I could go back to that station for some gas. Don't be crazy. Take your coat off. What? Take it off. Okay. Now, look. We separate and walk back to the cabin. Cops won't think anything of one guy alone and in shirt sleeves. Now, you get back there as soon as you can, and then we'll pull out. Okay. Okay. We'll cut through the road. Hey. See these woods? We'll cut through there. You go that way. And I'll head through here. Just a minute. Let's split up the dough, just in case of a time. We haven't got time. I'll see you at the cabin. I want the dough split up now. Look, do you want the dough or do you want to get nailed? I'll carry it back and we'll cut it up there. I'll get moving. Now, back to gangbusters. Lucy. Yeah? What are you sitting there dreaming for? Get packed. The boy said we're pulling out as soon as they get back. Okay, Stella. Well, what's the matter with you? I don't know. I got a funny feel. Ah, get packed. You know, Chuck had a couple of guns in the glove compartment. No kidding. I went to look at them again after they left. They took the guns. Well, don't you worry your little head about it. Just get packed. Stella, what do they really do? For business, I mean. Look, who are you kidding? No, really. You put on this dumb act for three weeks now. Chuck can't see through you, I can what do you mean? You're not so stupid you don't know what's going on around you. Oh, well, what's going on? Sure, you've got everything to gain. If you play dumb, you've got a good answer for the cops when the time comes. What have the police got to do with that? Honest to goodness. I don't understand. The boys are out sticking up a bank right now. As if you didn't know. Yeah, what? Hi. Oh, Chuck. We're in trouble. We've got to move fast. Where's Motes? He'll be along. Chuck, you didn't, did you? I didn't what? She's kidding me. He didn't hold up any back. Don't let her put anything over on you, Chuck. She knew all the time. How could she miss? I didn't. Chuck, I didn't. What's the idea, Stella? She didn't fool me a minute. It's a good thing I don't have time to go into this right now. Come on, let's get the stuff in the car. I'm staying right here. I'm not going anyplace. You're going to do what I tell you. I won't. I... All right, huh? get him up. Oh. Every window's covered. Okay, we won't try anything. Holcomb of the sheriff's office. Your partner was right. Said you'd come back. 
We've been waiting for you. I didn't know anything about it until just this minute. That's right, copper. She's clean. Don't let her kid you. The kidding is over for all of you. From now on, it's all serious business. Come on. You can join your friend Moats in the lockup. Well, Don, that was how this gang of bank robbers was broken up only a few hours after they staged the holdup. Craig and Moats each received terms of 71 years, which they're now serving in the state prison at Nashville. But what about the girls, Stella and Lucy, Sheriff Robinson? In Stella's case, Don, the fact that she had guilty knowledge of what her companions were up to was quite obvious to John Cole and Jim Richardson, investigators for Attorney General J. Carlton Loser. She was sentenced to a term of one to five years, which she is now serving. With Lucy, it was a different matter. The criminals insisted they kept all knowledge of their activities from her. So she was released in custody of her parents and returned to Michigan. Well, thank you, Sheriff Robinson. And gangbusters, congratulations to the police officers who participated in the apprehension of these criminals. Now, as a special feature, Gangbusters presents an interview with the young woman who helped apprehend Kaz Robert Henderson, indicted for grand larceny in King County, state of Washington, whom she recognized from a gangbusters clue. And here she is from the studios of KRNT, ABC's outlet in Des Moines, Iowa. I'm Mrs. Ralph Cullender, age 24, and the wife of a doctor and World War II Air Corps veteran. And you recognized Kaz Robert Henderson, the fugitive wanted by Seattle authorities. Yes, I did, Mr. McCune. The clue on the gangbusters program four weeks back said that Henderson had the letters True Love tattooed on the back of his fingers and that he might seek work as an electrician. Well, I was working for the Keith Electric Construction Company here in Des Moines. And Henderson actually walked into your office a week ago? Yes, and he asked for a job as an electrician, just as it said he might on gangbusters. Then he rested his hands on the office railing, and I saw the tattoo. I wanted to scream. But you didn't. No, I ushered him into the office of our vice president, Mr. Kyman, for an interview. I signaled Mr. Kyman to stall him there. While Mr. Kyman stalled him, I called the police. When Henderson walked out, he walked right into the arms of two detectives. Well, you were observant and cool-headed, Mrs. Cullender. I remember the point of the gangbusters' clue that affected me. The fact that Kaz Robert Henderson might seek work as an electrician. On behalf of gangbusters, I congratulate you, Mrs. Cullender, and award you this check for $200. Thank you, Mr. McCune, and thanks to gangbusters. My husband and I can use the money. We are expecting a baby, and I'm leaving my job July 1st. Well, good luck, Mrs. Ralph Cullender. Now, this is Charles McEwen, transcribed from the studios of KRNT Des Moines, Iowa, switching you back to Gangbusters in New York. Tonight's case was dramatized by Stanley Niss and directed by William Sweets with Ted DeCorsha and Susan Douglas in leading roles. Don Gardner speaking. Gangbusters is a Phillips H. Lord production. You know, that Don Gardner guy, you should see it, all the flowers he has in front of his house. Maybe he has some vegetables, too. <laughs> <laughs> gangbusters. You spell gangbusters as one word or two words? One. Really? Yeah. I think it should be two words. Gangbusters. I think it should be one like compound gang word. gangbusters. I know, it's a compound word. Anyway, June 19th. Why do we always, we're always opposite. You think how is it really true. spelled? I think well, I don't it's, know. I'm going to look it up. Right sometimes now. they they have That's it as two words, and it. sometimes they have it as one word. I typed it in as two words. Me too. 
See, um, Mike and I are on the same page um, here. Well, with this. the word gangbuster is one word. Well, I don't but know. But as the show, I can't answer. I think I think it should be two words. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> June 19, 1948, the case of the Tennessee Trigger Men, starring Ted DeCorsia and Susan Douglas. Good show. I hope you enjoyed that. Time for Sarah's Backstage Pass. Hi, Carl, and hello to all our listeners out there. Tonight, I'm going to talk about two movies. First up, Judy Bloom Forever. It's a documentary about the American author Judy Bloom. She's famous for her young adult novels. I screened the film during Sundance Film Festival in January and thoroughly enjoyed it. I had that recognition of I trust you, and wherever you're going, I'm down to come with you. I don't think that Judy Bloom wrote her books to be timeless. I think she wrote her books to be timely. And they were so timely that they became timeless. I'd say check it out. Three and a half stars out of four. Judy herself is front and center, living in Key West, Florida now, and continuing to help others. I had no idea she also wrote best-selling adult novels. The movie is streaming now on Amazon Prime. Next up, the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's playing now in theaters to packed audiences. It's animation and based on the popular 80s video game of two brothers, Mario and Luigi, from the Nintendo Game Corporation in Japan. All right. That's a go. Not sure if you know who I am, but I'm about to rule the world. Wow, the Mario Brothers movie is colorful, eye-popping, especially with the Rainbow Speedway track. Although, I can't recommend the movie. It's too dark in tone for kids. Oh, and it's way too violent. I'd say skip it in theaters. Two stars out of four. Thanks for listening in tonight. I'm Sarah Knight Adamson, your film critic for Sarah's Backstage Pass. Be sure to check out my written reviews and interviews, and I'll see you next week. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour, Ernest Chappell stars in a creepy episode of Quiet Please from 1949. But first, Lisa Wolf Dillon is our lyricist for Learning the Lyrics. That's right. We're on the letter P. Can you think of any songs that begin with the letter P? Um, Buy a pizza. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't. Nothing? Well, no. I've got three of them right here. Okay, well, I'll do Sit my best. Tight. All right, stick around. We'll see you in a bit. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.